Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 451, recorded live on Saturday, February 20th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who has a wonderful February day outside, Dave Pillay. It shouldn't be this nice out. And the man who also has... A unusually wonderful February day outside. Andy Lowe, hi. It is 50 degrees outside. Ooh, I got you beat. It's 53. 53 over here right now. It's February 20th. I know, like, spring should be coming up soon. <clears throat> it's the middle of winter. Well, um, we still have a month before the equinox. Yes, yes, we have a month before the equinox. Let's just point this out, though. Right now, it is 52. Yeah. There is currently snow in the forecast for next Wednesday. Three to okay. five inches of snow. Okay, that's and better. And next, next weekend, <laughs> yeah. the high is going to be 31. Okay. I, I feel a little... Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. So, high of 48 today, and then it drops to 40, and it stays there until about Thursday when it drops to 35, and then Friday is a high of 30. Yep. No snow in our forecast, though. Oh, no, we've got snow in ours. Probably from the lake. Yep. Oh, man, it's like 70% humidity tomorrow. That's summer. 41 degrees. Good Lord. Shouldn't be above freezing yet. So I was I'm actually I'm actually not complaining. I really actually am quite happy that it's warm out because we need a little bit of sun. Well, I actually have a problem, though, is the fact that um, I'm doing a I'm replacing one of our analog links out to one of our transmitters yeah. with an IP radio link. And so okay. I got to get the software set up on there. So I have to travel out to the transmitter site. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was going to do that this week because I told him I was going to have it done by the end of February. But my guess is, you know, all that snow is going to be in the ground and the ground's going to thaw and it's just going to be a soupy mess out there is what my guess is. I have four wheel drive. Yeah, no, I have four wheel drive, but it's like I'm still going to have to the road and where the transmitter is. There's about 20 yards of grass that I have to travel across. Yep. So I think I'm going to wear my boots. Yep. On Monday. Because the ground is going to be messy. Yeah. If it thaws, that's the law. All that snow we had on there and the 50-degree weather just melted everything. Yep. All that water's got to go somewhere. Oh, believe me, living on a hill, I'm well aware with the concept of water traveling. Oh, gosh. If I if I walk the dog today, I'll go and take a little video of the, the uh, drainage pipe at the bottom of the hill. Oh, that's probably ridiculous. Yep. Still have bad memories of that. <laughs> First winter I was at this house, I'm like, oh, it's starting to thaw. I should go and make sure that, like, the ice isn't covering the, the drain so that the water that's pooling around my house can drain somewhere. And I went out to the side of the road and I started, like, breaking the ice looking for it. There isn't one on my street because I'm on a hill. There's one at the bottom of the hill. I'm sorry. Yep. All my neighbors had to be looking at me like, what the hell is he doing? Ah, Alas. neighbors. Alas. Yep. I have no neighbors. idea who my neighbors are, but I know the people upstairs have a small child that visits them every once in a while and yeah. does laps in the apartment. Woo! No, don't woo that. It's, I'm sitting here with a nice... Children being healthy. True, yes, that is true. And there's probably some sort of family bonding going on up there. Ah. So, yes, I have to give... Probably like the kid's grandparents or something. Probably something like Giving that. the parents a night out on the town or, you know, a night to sleep. So it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, yes, there's family bonding. So I don't want to, like, say, hey, can your kid not, you know, do laps in the apartment right above me? So, yeah. So, no, I have those types of neighbors. But, yeah, yeah no, it's I, I have no idea who's on the other side or who's in the next door to me. Yeah, no, no idea. I am actually on a social media website with most of my neighbors. I'm on a so- <laughs> Is that you saying another word for Facebook or no? No, it's it's a different, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? It's not neighborhood. Come on, phone. Uh, Nextdoor. It's called nextdoor.com. Hey, look at that. The free private social network for your neighborhood. Right. I wonder if my neighborhood has uh, got anybody. I don't know. What's your street address? Don't say it out loud. I'm finding my neighborhood right now. Email okay. address is required. Oh. Yeah, you, you have to put it in your email. Uh... Now create your account. Well, I just want to know if there's even people there. <laughs> if there aren't, you can get people there by starting to pass around things. Like, they, they give you material to print. All right, let's see. Let's sign up. Next door is available in your neighborhood. That's great. I, I'm i guessing there's nobody here because it wants me to create my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not helpful. <laughs> 
It is very nice, though. Like, it's it's fairly useful. It's good to know who's doing what. There's people posting little help wanted, and does anyone have a such and such? I would probably do the classic go around with a plate of cookies. Yeah? And just introduce myself. It's, that's a, it's a little harder to actually do that, which is sad. I've now been here for, like, two and a half years, and we don't really want to do that. You've been there for two and a half years, you don't want to go around and actually talk to your neighbors? Not really. I mean, I've met many of them already, but none of them are really, like, very few of them are people that are interested in knowing me. Ah. Which I is see. to say, most of my neighborhood is, like, in their 50s and 60s. Like, they've had their kids. Their kids have gone off to college. Now they're stuck with these big houses that they don't really need anymore. So everybody's trying to get out of your neighborhood? Is that what you're saying? Actually, yeah. There's <laughs> There were three houses for sale this week. Oh! People are, are like, you know what? With all these young kids moving in, young kids being in their mid-20s to early 30s, maybe it's time that we move out. That's funny. And completely understandable. Same thing happened with my parents' neighborhood, was the fact, like, you know, there were some kids growing up around me the same age. Yeah. But then, you know, all the kids moved out, and now all the, you see all these people just, you know, slowly disappearing. Oh, they moved out? Okay. And then they moved out? Okay. So nextdoor.com, hmm. Uh-huh. I'll have to investigate that further when I'm not, you know, recording a podcast. So should we talk about uh, topics, or do you want to still banter, or what do you got? I mean, both are fun. Could talk about how you're you're about to try and make, like, Chipotle-style rice. Yes, Dave posted me the Chipotle rice copycat uh, recipe, which seems pretty simple. Yep, someone deconstructed the Chipotle rice recipe. One of the best things about Chipotle is their rice. So what are what are the ingredients, Andy? Well, we got some lemon, some lime, some cilantro. Salmonella? Some rice? Hmm? Nothing. I made a bad say- joke. Oh. I said salmonella. Oh. Oh. There, yeah, because it's Chipotle's rice. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. One of Dave's jokes going around Andy. Not o- not over Andy this time, but around Andy. Fine, let's just go back to topics. Sitting there waiting for that joke. Waiting for that. No, no. Sorry. I, I just, I'm sorry, but with the amount of intestinal problems that both of us have, I feel like trying to joke about serious digestive issues is what? not in our wheelhouse. What digestive trouble do you have besides not being able to you, you well you I don't know. What digestive problems do you have, Andy? I'm not sure, but Kate has tried to figure out names for my belly from all the noises that it makes. She wants to name it because it is, you know, as I'm lying there in bed reading a book, it just makes random disturbing noises. So something's going on in there. I'm not Maybe sure that's, what. That's just air. Lots of grumbling and rumbling and just random, I don't know what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, salmonella, I don't know about that. But yeah, no, I'm thinking of doing the chipotle rice, and if I get some chicken, I could grill some chicken breasts on our griddle. Or sous vide. Or yes, I could sous vide the chicken breasts, yes. I seriously considered getting a sous vide for Laura's and my anniversary the other day. Ah? Huh? She bought two uh, tenderloins. Mm. They were like two inches thick. Oh, Jesus. Do you know how long it takes to cook that in the oven? A while. Not as long as it would take to cook it sous vide, but also like the outside was was well done and the inside was medium. Did you not let it rest before you put it in the oven? I had let it rest. It was, it was basically room temperature. Oh, geez. And it's still... It takes a lot of time for the heat to get that far in. Yeah. But if I had sous vide it, it would have taken it four hours, but it would have been the same doneness all the way through. Yes. Yeah, we're experimenting on that with our steaks as we, we started, to, you know, the we're just working our way down the temperature five degrees at a time just to see once we figure out what... <laughs> Where Kate, is it too raw for you? Yeah, well, Kate's always on the uh, higher side of temperature doneness for meats. That is a kind of a problem with sous vide is like it's everyone's getting the same steak. Yes. No one no one's going to be able to have it more done than anyone else. Well, I was thinking about this is you do it on the sous vide and then you just because uh, some people like to sear them afterwards. So you still get that, you know, a little bit of that cooked texture. Yeah. Well, you should definitely sear it afterwards because you want that caramelization on the, the end. Yeah. So you could just try and sear theirs for longer. Yeah, but that's not going to do much. I know. The point of a sear is that it's really, 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 really hot for a very short time. Yeah. I don't know. At that point, then you'd have to get like two sous vide things. And at that point, that's a bit much. Yep. 
Although I did see a like DIY sous vide using a crock pot because I've seen a bunch of those. Well, using a, a crock pot, but you also use a thermocouple for the temperature. So you build yourself a little trigger mechanism that's like if it gets this hot, turn it off. Yeah. No. Yeah. People have done that with the uh, the crock pots as well. Thermocouple plugged into the uh, like an outlet, sort of like a kilowatt sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you just get the old school crock pots that are just on off. Yep. Or rice cookers. Yeah. Or rice cookers. Yeah. Some of the, the newer digital ones won't work because if they lose power then they've just lost all their brains yeah but the the classic ones yeah you get one of those and then you can get it to work so how do i build one of these magic thermal couples there's the internet dave it ha- it knows all i know digital temperature controller can find it on ebay for 25 bucks huh speaking of diy this actually could lead into one of our topics sure oh, i'm doing 3d printing this weekend by the way that also could lead into one of our topics <laughs> I'm I'm having a friend 3D print a dice tower. Ah, is he going to use the thing maker? I have no idea what he's going to use. All I know is that I paid him $25 for material and time, mm. and he is going to come back with a dice tower. Nice. What is a thing maker? Thing maker. Well, there was an original thing maker uh, that would uh, you pour thermoplastic into, and then using a hot plate, you would make like the little like rubbery creepy crawler sort of things creepy crawlers yeah so that was the original thing maker that was back in like the 60s i think okay the new thing maker that mattel has just announced is a 300 dollars 3d printer what allows us to print hundreds of parts that assemble via ball and socket joints what yep oh man fused filament fabrication machine that's awesome. For $300. Now, the, the downside is you have to use their proprietary design app. For how long? That is an excellent question. How long do you think it's going to take before someone hacks the crap out of that thing? Well, after downloading the ThingMaker design app, which is based on software from Autodesk, so... Yep. Huh. How did they make a chain? Well, you, you build the thing there, and then it's still one solid piece, but there's a little bit between each chain. So oh, and just, you just snap it? You just snap it, and then it becomes flexible. Cute. Oh, speaking of flexible, somebody took a uh, steel pipe and, using a laser cutter, was able to cut a design out on the pipe and made it flexible. So it's like a it's a single piece of solid, you know, pipe of like X thickness, but it's entirely flexible so you can move it like a rope. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I saw that one. I'm like, oh, well, that'll be great, you know, for like flexible drivetrains and stuff. Um, um, you know, that's, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> I found reliable and flexible metal pipe laser cutter. That's not what I wanted. No, this is a seventy thousand dollar piece of equipment. No, no, that that would be. Uh... I don't know what it does <laughs> it's 70 grand oh, it's, it's it's a laser cutter okay it cuts steel with lasers you can order one from alibaba <laughs> for seventy thousand dollars i'll have to find that later and send you the link to what i was actually talking oh about my not, god you know. yep okay <laughs> but yeah 3d printer for three hundred dollars how much is is uh nah, 3d printers how much is MakerBot? prices yeah how much is MakerBot? because like there are some 3d printers for like four, three to four hundred dollars uh well the MakerBot is about three grand yeah but the da vinci jr is 350 wasn't home depot supposed to be doing 3d printing i do believe so 3d printers and accessories and power tools over at home depot oh my god andy i'm falling in a rabbit hole we need to move on all right um because otherwise I'm going to just keep looking at 3D printers. 3D printers. And then not even at 3D printers, also at like CNC machines. Because <laughs> those are also really cool. How about you just start with a drill press and go from there? I would like a drill press. Um, you can do some pretty crazy shit with drill presses. Yes, yes, you can. And this one's only $300. It's not even that, it's 200 bucks. $200 drill press. Trying to think of where to go with that. Uh-huh. Well, when you figure that out, let me know, because I'm still Star looking. Star Wars at, like, Trilogy Restored? What? Bandsaws. Okay, well, that's not really a smooth segue, but sure. Sorry, I was going down the list, and you literally just have Star Wars Trilogy Restored. Yeah, so... Did, what did he change this time? Nope, wasn't him. Wasn't? Oh, good. So, you remember when, when people were like, no, give us the goddamn originals, and Lucas was like, we don't have them anymore. They were all destroyed wasn't quite true. They weren't actually all destroyed, just most of them. And so a group named Negative One 
has managed to acquire an original 35 millimeter reel. Oh, my. Of Star Wars A New Hope. I don't know if it's of the whole trilogy. I think it's just of A New Hope. Oh. Um, and it, that's illegal, first off. Just owning that 35 millimeter reel is illegal. Wait, why, why would you be owning the reel be illegal? Because it's Fox's property and or Disney's at this point. I'm not entirely sure. Like, there's no way it should have gotten out. Oh, because it was property of, they. yeah, it would be like the movie theater. You just, yeah. they lease it out to the movie theater and then recall it back once it's... Yeah, yeah. So no conversion houses would touch it. Well, of course, because nobody wants to, you know, have to deal with the might of the Disney lawyer. Yeah. So this group manually captured every frame digitally. Oh, God, that must have. And then manually cleaned every frame. Jeez. And they have released it onto the Internet. (laughs) Okay, that's also not legal. Nope. (laughs) That is definitely, definitely not legal, but it's out there. I did a little reading and a little research on the topic, and oh my god, there's like, you want to talk about a rabbit hole? There are comparisons between the different releases that are frame-by-frame comparisons of like, well, in the 1992 VHS release, this was this, but in the 2004 DVD special edition release, it was this, but on the, uh, the one that's called Gout, George's original unaltered trilogy yeah which was a scan from the laser disc that was also then released on dvd and blu-ray i oh my god it's just like ah it, it goes so deep yeah there there are there you know we have the term audiophile right where people yeah. are like oh yeah there are the the film buffs are just ridiculous where you know wanting to go see lawrence of arabia in the original 70 millimeter widescreen version it's just like really yeah Granted, I'm slightly like that, you know, having to pay IMAX prices, the same price down here for an IMAX movie as as I do for the IMAX theater up in Grand Rapids, even though the IMAX theater up in Grand Rapids is an actual 70 millimeter IMAX. And the one down here is just a digital projector. Other so, fun fact, Dave? Yeah. So there was originally three 70 millimeter um, theaters in Michigan, right? Okay. Henry Ford, Grand Rapids, Detroit Science Center. Yeah. Henry Ford is getting rid of their 70 millimeter projector. No. No, why? Why would they do that? Because they're going to digital IMAX. But that's not real IMAX. I know. I know. Oh, that's unfortunate. Also, did you know there was a 70 millimeter version of the new Star Wars movie that was released? Nope. Yeah, neither did I until after it, the point of, you know, trying to go figure out where it is. I think the nearest one was like in Indianapolis and I'm not driving. Yeah. Indianapolis, Indiana at the Indiana State Museum was the nearest 70 millimeter release of Star Wars. I'm not driving that far for. Uh, nope. Yeah. No. Nope. If Kat was still down in Huntsville, she could have seen it at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center, which I also <laughs> visited when I was down there. So my local theater doesn't have IMAX. It has okay. something called Ultra Screen. <laughs> and I, okay. haven't, I haven't been able to find out what that actually means. Marcus Theaters Technology Ultra Screen Experience. Yeah. All it says is it's a big screen. There's an ultra screen and an ultra sound experience. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, that it's, seems pointless. It's big. It's yeah, big. No, I, it's I guess, real big. Well, there's the Ultra Screen DLX now as well. Yep, featuring Dolby Atmos sound. I still haven't found out the wattage of the sound system in our auditorium at work. I really want to find out that number. I just want to see if you could convince somebody to play the deep note. The deep note? Deep note, yeah. That, the, you know, the, T, the old THX note? Oh, yeah. It's, really, it, it's called Deep Note. Okay. Well, maybe I'll see if we can get a THX movie. All right. Because we played Jurassic Park. That predated THX. Yeah. Just barely. Ooh, there's a new Deep Note. I mean, there's the Dolby one. Well, yeah. So the original, like, Deep Note was the Lucasfilm version because, you yeah. know, THX. Yeah. They did one in 2015 that was entirely created digitally so it could be played on the digital Dolby Atmos systems. Cool. I'm going to have to listen to that one, see what it sounds like. Yep. It's probably the one that I'm used to hearing from going probably. to this movie theater. Yeah. If you if you had a Dolby Atmos system, they'd probably play that one. So the problem, first off, there the THX Deep Note original uncompressed audio is on YouTube. Yes. Uh, the, the problem would be you'd have to be here to properly experience it. Yes. Because I couldn't just record the system playing it no because then it's just 
off of whatever thing I'm using to play the recording. Yeah. I wonder if I could get Roman to play that for me. <laughs> Roman, can I bring some people into deep space and just play the THX deep note? I think sure. you'd find it hilarious. Yeah. Especially if we hooked it up such that we could do it for like tours. <laughs> Because we we take people down there all the time. Yeah. Uh, that like if there was just a button to press that would play it. I might suggest that. Be like uh, in war games where they're the people are taking the tour of NORAD and like just press this button right here and the lady presses it and all the lights and alarms start going off and he's like oh no not that button. <laughs> so speaking of playing, do you want the most pointless thing I've ever heard of recently? Sure. Avatars for Google Play Games. Okay. How did we even get onto sound systems from where? Star Wars? I'm sorry. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars? Okay, shut up. Uh, so what is... Um, Google Play Games why? Why? is going to give you a gamer ID so you can customize it and then also pick an avatar as well. But I don't need an avatar. Yeah, I don't... I... I don't do any really multiplayer Google Play games that, you know, requires an avatar. But what is that supposed to do? I don't know. I do not get it. Ooh, Final Fantasy IX released for iOS and Android. Final Fantasy IX was one of the best ones. Uh, what are they doing with the avatar? What is the point? Uh, let's see. Uh, so you'll create your gamer ID and select one of 40 plus avatars for your gamer picture. You can then choose to make your game activity public or private and decide if other gamers will be able to associate your gamer ID with your email address or name. Google IDs are unique and claim yours right now. You can go to Google Play Games app. Well, crap. I got to go to the Google Play Games app now and claim QS23 before somebody in China does. Because that's <laughs> happened way too often. I should go grab it. <laughs> you do that right now, Dave? I know where you live. Yes, you do. You've known where I live for several years, Andy. Yes. Well, I was planning on going over there, but... I know, you know. I know, I know, I know. I'm just poking fun at you. Go Google Play Games. Play games. Are you doing it right now? I'm doing it right now. Is it in, like, the settings, or... I don't know where my... Uh, I, where, where is it in... No, You sure that. you don't want to do this, like, after the episode? No, yeah, I'll probably do it after <laughs> the episode. I'm level 14. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I don't I don't know where it is. All I know is my game pro profile is currently hidden. All right, whatever. I'll deal with that later. Yep. Get my name and gamer ID associated with me, and then not care about it ever again. Yep. Ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, I picked the last topic. You pick the next one. I get to pick a topic. Uh, how about the big news from this week? Like, the actual news that's being covered by a lot of people and not just us. Oh, the, the news that's covered by, like, actual news organizations? Yeah, because it has to deal with, you know, privacy and security and, and the government and Apple. This really is because it's Apple. Yeah. Uh, that would be the Apple and the FBI. Yes. And the San Bernardino shooter. Yes. Had an iPhone. He had an iPhone. The FBI would like to know what's on the iPhone. The iPhone is password protected and encrypted. So the FBI went to Apple and said, help us decrypt this. Now, the, 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 the phone is encrypted and Apple has already done what they could. They've actually gone through and said like, okay, you need this decrypted. Well, here's the data that we've gotten from the phone. They've turned over the data that they legally have. Yes. But the actual phone is encrypted and they don't have that data. They don't have access to that data. And the FBI would like them to program in a way to have access. And holy crap, Wired just complained that I have an ad blocker on. Yeah. Remember they talked we had talked about that last week? Yeah. Well, so much for that. Uh, <laughs> div ID class overlay, delete. There we go. Wow. That took all of like three seconds to get rid of. God damn, now the site's not lined up well. I'm sorry. Which is funny because my ad blocker is still on and I have not gotten any complaints yet from Wired. What the hell is going on? It is like constantly rewriting the HTML. What ad blocker are you using? Adblock. Oh, well, there's your problem. Yeah? Yeah, I'm using uh, uBlock. Ah. The actual uBlock, oh, sorry, uBlock Origin, not the new uBlock, because the uBlock split, and the guy who actually wrote, originally wrote uBlock did uBlock Origin because he didn't like his uh, partner. Yep. Wow, they really messed with their site by doing this. You want to stop messing with the HTML code? But I want to get rid of the friggin' block. Display none? No, get rid of display none. That's probably it. Nope, that wasn't it. Interstitial, global, ba 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 God damn them. All right, well, 
I can't read your article, Andy. So it's an iPhone 5C running iOS 9. The phone is actually owned by the San Bernardino Department of Public Health, which a few hours after uh, the shooting happened, somebody tried to reset the password on the phone from the Department of Health, which actually got us into this mess in the first place. Which mess? The mess of uh, the FBI not being able to access the phone. Ah. Because Apple basically gave them what they can, say, well, the phone's locked and, you know, we can't get into it. And so the FBI told Apple... Hey, we want you to um, help us brute force, basically, an attack on it, or help us by writing some software to get around the security features that you have built. And they said no. Yeah, they said no. Now, here's the thing. The DOJ said, Apple do this, and the court said, Apple do this, and Apple is saying no. And so the DOJ actually filed a second court ruling to force Apple to comply with the original court ruling. (laughs) Which is completely legally unnecessary. You are legally required to to comply with court rulings. So putting in a second ruling that says comply with the first one is redundant and stupid. Uh, But essentially, Apple has has a period of time in which they can say no and give reasons why and essentially appeal the ruling. And that time period isn't up yet. So the second filing was because the the DOJ was saying that Apple has essentially made their stance known and has has publicly said this. And so they don't really need their full amount of time for uh, appealing and putting in the file for the appeal because they've already stated what they're going to do. It just gets kind of messy. Yeah, no, reading about the... So, okay, so the phone may or may not have the auto-erase feature on there where after 10 incorrect guesses of the passcode, um, it will erase the passcode key and therefore make the data entirely unreadable. Also, there is an 80 millisecond delay built into uh, after, you know, uh, for the system to process the password and determine if it's correct. Mm-hmm. So you can only do... Eight or nine guesses per second if you somehow got past the auto erase feature or if the auto erase feature isn't on yeah which uh could take three and a half or sorry five and a half years yeah to go through all the possible combinations yeah so yeah so apple fbi is up a creek on this one so they turned to apple for help and apple just said no which they should because as soon as as soon as they basically you know give the keys to somebody there are there's no lock and they're out there (laughs) there is no lock yeah yep 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 that is ridiculous so yeah so the fbi wants because they've multiple times they have you know apple has unlocked the phone and given the data to the fbi that one's not what this is all about because that's already what's happened many times in the past this one is the government wants apple to create software to get around the security features that are already built into the phone and yeah no that's not right that's not right at all yep so we'll see uh, see where this goes in the future. Did you read Tim Cook's letter? Not all the way. I got through a bit of it, but then somebody had something that I needed to do at work, so ah. I didn't get through the rest of it. Yep. He wrote a, it's worth reading, he wrote a letter saying, like, this is a problem, everyone needs to speak out on this, because this cannot be allowed to happen. Yeah. It's always fun when cybersecurity gets out in the wild and people are like, oh, which this one, yes, this one is actually a bit on the scary side, but it's it's like, oh, Apple, like the government wants Apple to unlock your phone at will. And I'm like, well, they, they already have done that in the past. That's that's not what this is about. Yep. But trying to talk to about cybersecurity to normal people, sometimes that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, what else so we got? Speaking of hacking. Uh, okay. Pwn to own. I was actually just going to go there. That yeah, works. Yeah, the Pwn to own browser hacking competition that we keep on talking about. Every this once is in a while. this is people finding holes in browsers and then getting money for it. Getting money, and when this originally started, they would actually get the computer that it was running on. Cute. But now it's basically just all about the money. Because yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, it looks like there's uh sixty thousand dollars for Adobe Flash exploits. $40,000 for Apple Safari, $65,000 for exploits against Google Chrome, and uh, also the new Edge browser. So, the, see, so uh, we got Edge, we Spartan. got Flash, we got Chrome. Why got does this Safari. sound like a group of superheroes? <laughs> well, Flash is a superhero. I am aware of that. I've been watching his TV show. Oh, I am so far behind on that. Oh my God, it's so good. Are you in the second season? We just finished season one last night. Yeah, I'm on episode three, or sorry, episode 13 of season one. Really? Yeah. Of season one? Of season one, yeah. Oh, Andy, go watch. You can pause the episode here. Just go watch Flash. (laughs) I'll be back in a week. 
a day. You just binge it right now, one after the other. Oh, it's only like 10 episodes. You'll be done before tonight. And yeah, and then I'll come home and Kate will be like, it's a nice day outside. Let's go outside. And then I'll go, I can't. Dave is forcing me to watch <laughs> The Flash. And then you'll get the phone call. Uh, I don't know if I'd get a phone call. I probably actually I wouldn't get anything. She'd pick you up and take you outside. <laughs> She'd be like, is Dave here? No. Then you're going outside. OK. Right. Dave can be there in four hours, four and a half hours, and then we can watch The Flash. Yeah. So this pwn to own contest. Yeah. Uh, there's two new things. Okay. Edge. One um, is there will be an award for seeing if somebody can escape a VM workstation virtual machine. From inside the virtual machine. From inside the virtual machine. Okay. I really so, hope no one can. Yeah, no, that would be scary if somebody can use a, a Windows-based browser inside a virtual machine to somehow get out of the virtual machine. Ooh. That that would be very scary. Yeah. And have some far, far-reaching consequences. Yeah. Which is to say, all of corporate security everywhere. The other thing, though, that's uh, actually missing this year yep. is uh, there's no Firefox web browser in the contest. Is Mozilla being snippy? Well, the runner of the Pwn to Own says we wanted to focus on the browsers that have made serious security improvements in the last year. Focus on browsers that have made serious security improvements. Yes. So, Ouch! Yeah, they're basically saying, Firefox, you, you haven't fixed anything. It would be pointless Ouch. for us to do this contest. So we're not even going to put you in the, we're not even going to put you on there because you guys, that's what they do is the pwn to own contest is people break the stuff, companies pay them money. And then part of the stipulation is they have to, you know, alert the company who made the browser going, Hey, this is the security flaw. And you know, most of the browsers will actually go and fix that. Turns out Firefox probably has not been playing ball on that half of it. So Oops. they just kind of dropped Firefox from the running. Oops. Which makes me uh, glad I'm currently not running Firefox. <laughs> Granted, I've been having so many Chrome issues at work because everything is Java based on most of our applications. Yep. Yeah, let's just drop Java. Well, don't we, drop we Java. We do everything until in Java. This company's got their stuff in a Java web plugin, and this company's got their stuff in a Java web plugin. It's ah, too bad. Find alternatives. Which is the, probably Google. This is how Google gets people to find alternatives. Is just saying, nope, Chrome's not going to run anymore. Not going to happen anymore. And then all of us go to the people and go, hey, have you guys worked on some version? You know, that's not Java based, maybe HTML five based. Or something. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're working on it. Well, can you work on it a little bit faster? <sighs> oh, we missed another Apple topic. What was it? Uh, there was a thing going around online saying, oh, you know, if you set your iPhone time. Oh, yeah. To January to 1970. When you, when you boot it, it'll have this cool retro look to it. No, it, it bricks your phone. Yes, it will brick your phone. So please, listeners who have iOS iPhones. devices. Please do not change the time on your device to January 1st, 1970. Apple forgot to program around the fact that the clock can be zero. Yeah, the date bug affects iPhones, iPads, and iPod Touches with the 64-bit processors running iOS 8 or iOS 9, including iOS, uh, the iPhone 5S or newer, the iPad Air, the iPad Mini 2, or the 2015 6th generation iPod Touch or newer. How do you screw up time of zero? Like, I, I don't get that. Because that's what it is. January 1st, 1970 is zero on Linux and Unix devices. Yes. Why does that brick the phone? I I don't know. How do you screw up your design that bad? I wonder if, if that happens if you set, like, MacBooks Pros to January 1st, 1970. Uh, well, people have been going into the Apple Store and taking the demo units and... Changing the time to January 1st, 1970. So that's uh, that happening. Just to brick them in the store? Yeah. That's cute. This is very cute. Now, that to do this, it actually is quite intensive because you have to scroll through a calendar to set the time and the date. Yeah. So you have to scroll through the calendar, and the, but the calendar only goes back so far. So then you have to save the time, and then you have to re-enter the time and date settings, scroll some more backwards in time yep. until you can't go any farther, save the time and date, and then re-enter and do it again. So it takes... A couple minutes. Yeah. But so the po article points out the fact that, you know, if you have uh, iOS device connected to a network and set the automatic adjusting time setting of the network to January 1970, might be able to get your phone to do that. But uh, 
that would that would be a bit of a work to get that to work correctly. But yeah, iPhones. Somebody screwed up. Somebody screwed up big time. Somebody really messed up. Yep. Um. Okay. So that's hacking. That's hacking. That's iPhones. Um. How about peak? Oh, well, let's talk about the other hacking issue then. All right. Uh, Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center. Yes. It's really bad that when I saw the news of hospital hacked pays $17,000 ransom, my first thought was, please let it not be one of ours. Please let it not be one of ours. Please let it not be one of ours. Was it one of yours? It is not one of ours. Good. Yay. To my knowledge, no. Yeah. So Uh, I mean, it. It, the thing is, in this case, it doesn't matter whose it is. I mean, this is a terrible thing. Yes. So it doesn't matter what EMR they're running. It, it's a bad thing. A hospital had their data held for ransom. Yeah, somehow. That's super dangerous right there. Yeah, somehow the hospital got the malware infected onto their computers. It propagated over the network. It's ransomware, so it encrypted all the files and said, hey, please pay us if you want your data back. Yep. And the hackers demanded 40 bitcoins, which is equivalent to $70,000. 17000 Yeah, so, sorry, 17. My apologies for not pronouncing that correctly. Seven, yeah, big difference there. Yeah, um, seven, $17,000. The, the hospital talked with security experts, probably to say, is this real? And are they like... Are they correct in saying that there's only one way to get the data back and then paid $17,000 and got their data back? And then notified law enforcement that it happened. Yeah. Now, I can say I have literally been part of a company that had a ransomware attack put against them. Yeah? Yeah, this was the day my uh, wisdom teeth were taken out. What did you do? Um, I disconnected the computer that was originally infected from the network, so okay. it could not propagate anymore. Yep. Yeah, luckily this was, an, this was a low-key version, so it was just connecting to all the network drives that it had access to. Okay. Some of the more sophisticated ones, once they actually, once it realizes it's jumped to another computer, it tries to modify itself to actually infect all of that computer and propagate farther. Ah. So luckily we were dealing with just a basic case on this one. Um, so yeah, the, the computer that was originally infected, we shut it down, disconnected it from the network. Um, I called that basically persona non grata didn't even try to fix it and i just pulled the hard drive out and put a new one in and reinstalled everything nice but the network uh i do daily backups using the uh, windows server 2012 uh server backup so i just turned that off came in the next day or sorry came in on monday because it was on a friday came in on monday and i just reloaded the backup from uh thursday night and then we just kept on going neat which makes me wonder is this hospital not backing up its data uh i'm sure they are if this thing is is so the the, there's a number of questions that we aren't getting answers to and we shouldn't get answers to was it the emrs that were infected right like was it the the computer that houses the actual data or was it the computers that are like in all the patient rooms or was it like we don't know what part of their system was actually infected true um i'm sure they're doing backups but how frequently also true yeah also how quickly did they notice that their system had been compromised yeah because that was the thing though is we realized right away that it had been compromised if we had hadn't realized that it had been compromised before the next round of backups ran we would have just backed up encrypted data, and then if we tried to restore it, would have just would have restored encrypted. Yeah. the encrypted data. So, yes, hospitals back up their data. I can I can definitely tell you that. But damn, that's... No, on the other side, I mean, $17,000 is a lot, but in the grand scheme of things for a hospital, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's 17000 versus, you know... And... And this is the Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital. Yeah, Hollywood money right there. Which is why my guess is, uh, okay, so they said said that patient care was never compromised, nor were hospital records. So this must have been... Yeah, so it was probably just like their... their it was probably operational things. It wasn't probably. like, here's how we take care of patients. It wasn't giving patients medicine. It was probably like, here are your employee records. Yeah. Here's your Excel spreadsheet that talks about the, the payroll. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So that happened. It's a clever, clever, clever virus to to do that. Yeah. No, like I said, if if ours was more sophisticated than what it was, we would have had some serious problems. But luckily, this one, you know, was very simple. It was very simple for you. Yeah. Yes. And you had the appropriate backups and you could take the appropriate measures to, yes. to fix it. Yes. No, that was... Now, the, the, th- the fun thing is I'm not sure that this actually could affect one of our customers in the same way. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. All right. In any case, 
I'm going to stop talking about work stuff. Yes, yes. Let's talk about the FCC instead. How about that? The FCC? Yes. How funny would it be if Donald Trump was doing everything that he's doing and was really just like modeling after Tom Wheeler and saying like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally in with all these people. And then he he takes a position. He's like, I'm going to do so much good for this country. <laughs> he's probably not going to do much good for this. country. No, probably. That would be hilarious, though. Yeah. Oh, man. It's primary it would, day, it would, isn't well, it? Well, it's just like um, when Kennedy got nominated by Reagan for the Supreme Court, he came out on he came on there as a conservative member and then just seemed to just flip. Yep. So it's one of those things where it's like you, you got to know these people before you put them, you know, in a lifetime position. But he really wanted, you know, a Supreme Court justice on there because he was nearing the end of his term. And look what it got him. But yes, the FCC has passed the proposal to allow other companies to build set top boxes. boxes. Woo! Andy. Yes. Let's go make a set-top box. Okay. Well, we we can now, right? That's yes. what the FCC says. Yes. Neither of us have the knowledge or or know how to do that, do we? Probably not. It it probably wouldn't be because it's basically just a computer with a very specific purpose. So you'd have to build a computer. We'd have to have some sort of cable input into it. But to like actually decode the signal and manage it and yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. I guess we won't do that. But now we could actually see like a, a TiVo box for DirecTV or a TiVo box for Dish. Yeah, I guess TiVo would be a good group to do that. Yeah. You know who else could do it who'd actually be really happy about it? Google? Nielsen. Ooh. Yeah, so you don't have to have a secondary box? Yeah. Yeah, no, that Nielsen probably loved that. Nielsen would go nuts. I haven't heard back from them, by the way. Was it TV or radio? TV. Oh. They gave me $2. Yeah, no, they do that. That was really cute. They said, if you fill out the survey, we'll send you another $5. Yep. I wonder how many people throw away $2. What's really funny is when we always get those, for people who, you know, work for the radio station, get those, they're like, hey, free $2, because they know as soon as they put that survey back... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. You mean you're not going to take people who actually work for a TV or radio station? What? What? Oh, Andy, you'll never be a Nielsen family. Yeah, probably not, because I don't think they allow even uh, TV for radio people or radio for TV people. Well, my fingers are crossed. I think it'd be pretty cool. No, that's always fun. That, then you can actually... <laughs> Then you actually have a say about what, you know, gets put on the air. Yeah. Oh, man, it means I shouldn't pirate things. Nope. I mean, I shouldn't pirate things at no, all. No, pirating ever. is bad. Pirating is bad, especially pirating the new uh, fan update of Star Wars that's based on the original 35 millimeter film. Yes, that's bad. That would totally be a bad thing to do. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So remember we talked about those New York City Wi-Fi things? Yes. The Link NYC kiosks that they're putting up? Yeah. They are officially live. Cool. There are currently just over a dozen of them currently up and running right now as we speak. Okay. All along 3rd Avenue. Okay. 3rd Avenue is on the... East side. East side. Okay. Yes. Avenues go east to west. No. No. Avenues technically go north to south-ish. Because no, the, the island the, is... The road goes north-south. Yes. But the numbering goes east-west. I do believe so. Okay. For avenues. Yeah. Yeah. Streets. Why would they do that? Streets go north to south. No. The south numbering... To, yeah, the numbering goes south to north. Yeah, because the lower numbers are closer towards... The bottom. Yeah. The street itself goes east and west. Yes. Yay! Yay, grid patterns. Salt Lake, man. Salt Lake City knows how to do it. DC, though. That one, oh gosh. Have you ever looked at a, a street map of Salt Lake City? No, but I'm guessing it's probably... Go, go look at the street map of Salt Lake City. All right, maps. Do, do, do. Loading a map. Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. Wow, that's all uh, 220, 7,000. These are all numbers. Yep. They're all numbers. All of wow. them. Well, that should be really convenient. Yep. Nice. Yep. It's pretty cool. The The fun part is when you realize where the numbers count down to. Oh, hold on. 300, 500. No, that's north. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> that's no surprise at all. What it, What is the center, the literal center of the streets? It is Temple Square. Yep. I was going down and then started going up. I'm like, nope, too far. And then I see North Temple Road and I'm like, hmm, I wonder where that leads to. Yep. It's a beautiful city, though. Wow, the, the Capitol building is literally like two blocks away from... From the temple. From the temple. Yeah. Huh. Beautiful city. 
It's not a lot really of separation between church and state right there. Yes. It's also really hard to find a drink. Well, yeah. No, I remember that story. Yeah. Hey, I'm in Salt Lake. Maybe I'll just go, like, hit a bar for the night. Nope. <laughs> How many soda shops did you see? Uh, not many. Really? Yeah. Caffeine. Oh. Ice cream parlors? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing any. Frozen yolk yogurt, creamery, creamery, Baskin Robbins, better ice cream. Moving on. So the yeah, FCC the, 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 is is opening the set top boxes. Cool. Yes. All right. NYC has put a dozen of the NYC. Link. Right. That's where we were. Was New yeah. York City. Other side of the country. There we go. New York City. It's put in. I'm I'm bringing my maps into Manhattan now. Yeah. There's a dozen of them along Third uh, Avenue. They're third expected to have Avenue. 500 okay, of units yep. in operation by mid year. Good for them. So we'll see how well that works. Yeah. Hands-on test by Engadget found the Wi-Fi speed significantly slower than 1 gigabit, like they said. More like 70 megabits per second down and 150 megabits per second up. That's still really good. Yeah, that's still... That's still nice. 70 down? Yeah, 70 megabits per second down. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. 207th Street Train Yard Facility. Space the hotspots will enable users to stay connected as they walk down the street. They're like cell phone towers. Yep. That's cute and clever. I really like that. Yeah. Very nice. All right. What else? Um... Let's see what else we got here. Vivendi, uh, after recently uh, getting rid of Activision Blizzard, uh, announced earlier this week that they are doing a mandatory takeover bid of mobile publisher Gameloft. Huh. Ownership of 30% of shares triggers compulsory buyout? Yeah, the company, Vivendi, now owns 30.01% of the shares of Gameloft. Okay. Giving it 26.72% of voting rights, so it must make a public offer to buy shares from other investors. Like it is required to do so. Yes, it is required to... Offer. Offer a purchase. People are not required to take it. See, UK law states that individuals or legal entities that come to hold more than 30% of a listed company's share capital or voting rights must immediately inform the company and the financial market authority and file a tender offer of all the outstanding equity securities and any securities giving access to the company's share capital or voting rights. The mandatory tender offer price must be at least the highest price paid by the bidder for securities of the target during the 12-month period preceding the crossing of the 30% threshold. While the offer is mandatory, there is no compulsion for investors to sell. Currently, Vivendi is offering a premium of 50.4% over the share price on October 14, 2015, prior to Vivendi's announcement that it has become a shareholder, and a premium of 22.9% over the weighted average share price over the past six months. So Vivendi is offering a premium, but people still don't have to sell right but tons of people probably will yes because they're offering a premium they're offering a pretty good price 22 percent over the current weighted price over the past six months yep i think i'd be okay with that so vivendi gets rid of the biggest one of the biggest game publishers and turns and around picks up game loft and picks up game loft i i don't get it um, I kind of get it. I understand some of it that that it's a different market. And it's not so much that they got rid of Activision. It's that Activision separated. Yes. Activision wanted to get rid of. And this one, they're kind of forced because they got enough shares of Gameloft. Yeah. To force a buyout or force the possibility of a buyout. We'll say that. Yeah. OK. Oh, is there anything else you want to hit or should we just start going with the randoms? Um, Rio de Janeiro has terrible water. <laughs> And they have officially said that it's not going to be better by the Olympics. Nope. Uh, Aston Martin is partnering with Faraday. So the Faraday car is probably going to look amazing. Yep. It's also probably going to be as expensive as fuck. Probably. Faraday Future. I swear to God, it's a it's a James Bond evil organization. <laughs> Does it sound like a James Bond organization? Faraday Future. Yeah. Wow. So it's going to look great. It's going to be expensive. Oh, on a side note, so I'm looking on the side panel of this article where it says Samsung Pay has racked up 5 million users in half a year. Uh, I've used the Android Pay a couple of times now. I have not gotten the uh, little, hey, you know, buy 10 things, get Chromecast alert. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten any alerts from it, actually. So I don't know if I'm going to get my Chromecast. Yeah. Wasn't the deadline passed? Well, you, it's uh, the 29th. Okay. But, you know, you should have gotten an alert, at least at this point, saying, hey, would you like to accept this reward on your thing? Because it's listed as a reward card in the uh-huh. am, uh, the Amazon Pay app. Or not the Amazon Pay. Android the, Pay. Uh, Android Pay. Okay. I, I haven't used mine enough to get there. So I have not gotten that as a reward card possibility. So I don't oh. even know where that is in the app. Where would that be? I don't know. Supposedly it's just supposed to pop up. Like reward cards? I, I haven't seen anything about that. I... 
trying to figure out how to activate it, their descriptions are not very um, forthcoming. Yep. On the Android Pay website. Gift cards, loyalty, and offers. That's probably it. Uh, it's not. Oh, it might be because I turned off the special offers emails. Oh, well, shit. My phone's over there. Hold on. You, you may have done the same thing. I may have done the same thing. Oh. Three new emails. Of course, new emails. Let's see. Let's pull up the Android Pay. Also, it turns out my watch kind of messes with the Android Pay security feature. Really? Yeah. How's that? Um... Because, you know, you have to have a pattern lock or unlock for the Android Pay. Mm-hmm. Um, my watch supposedly unlocks my phone if they're near each other. But I still have to do the Android Pay. Like, I have to tap the thing, and then it's like, hey, you need you to unlock this thing. Because then it won't work the first time. So then I have to unlock it and try it again. And So if I've ever gone to the point of using my Android Pay, which is faster than using that whole, like, slide the card in and hold it in there sort of thing. Okay. Um, I've turned my watch off first. So then my phone locks goes back to the... <laughs> The shape lock. Oh, that's silly. So where's the special offers email thing? Top right, cog, settings. Emails, that's on. Okay, well, I got nothing for you. I don't know. I have the greetings from Android Pay Google notification card. Yeah, but that's... Don't know. I don't know. Okay, Uh, randoms? Yes. Random review. I'm really tempted to do my tax software for the review, because I just did my taxes. You can if you... This is your review, Dave. It's my review. No, no. We, we, we'd actually discussed this beforehand. Let's go with it. We would like to review... You sure? The Force Awakens. Yes, which I had actually just seen again so two you've days seen it ago. twice now. Yes, I've seen it twice. Did you catch more the second time? Uh, sometimes, especially uh, Kylo Ren's talk with Han Solo. Okay, hang on. If... For some insanely bizarre, stupid reason. You have still not seen Star Wars. You should just turn off the show now. Yeah. That said, if you've still not seen Star Wars, you, you, I'm sure have had it spoiled for you. Probably. If um, not, it's... I would, I would love to find out why you have not seen Star Wars yet. But Feel, feel free to email me. Email Andy. Uh, I mean, listen if you want. We both loved it. I, I was stunned speechless by it. I'm very happy with it. I thought it was okay. And you should now stop listening and go watch it. Okay. I th- so, I I thought it was okay. I okay. saw it the first time in IMAX 3D, the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, see, I, I said fuck the 3D part. Yeah, no, that one... That's not going to add anything to this No, movie. it didn't really add anything. No. I just did it because the IMAX 3D was the guaranteed seat and guaranteed ticket. Yep. What do you mean guaranteed seat and ticket? Because you can order, it's just like Alamo where you can just, you know, you pick a showtime and it's like, all right, how many seats do you want? And you're like two and it's like, all right, where in the theater would you like to sit? These are oh, the seats that are that's, available. That's any movie for me. Oh, yeah, no, that's just on the IMAX for me or yeah. at Alamo. One yeah, the, the local theater does reserve seating for every movie. Yeah, no, it's just the IMAX for us. So I'm like, well, this way I know I am in the right spot in the IMAX theater that I want to be at. Okay. So you saw it, IMAX 3D. And I was like, okay, that's Star Wars. And everybody else is like, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. And I'm like, it was, it was okay. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It was, it was okay. Okay. It, I mean, what were you expecting? I'm not sure. It just, it felt slow. It felt like a lot of things just weren't getting explained. It just, it. Okay. I, that's 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 the reasonable. Stuff with, the stuff with Ray was just like that's, okay. that's a reasonable thing. Like I I did not feel like I was getting things out of it. That's fine. That's an okay criticism. Yeah. No. I just the the standard defense of said criticism, and I don't want to. It puts me in an awkward position because I want to defend it because I think that it's accurate, but it also sounds like it's just the the like. Kool-Aid toe the party line, which is they wanted it to feel like the original. Yeah, that was the other bit there where it there was so many heavy handed. Hey, remember the first Star Wars movie? Right. Boom. Millennium Falcon. Right. Boom. Desert Planet. Boom. Lightsaber uh, trainer toy. Boom. That chess game where you let the Wookiee win. Yep. Boom. X-Fighters going down a trench. Boom! Snow-covered planet. Boom! Uh, Forest planet. planet. The second one. What? The the snow-covered planet was episode. Yes, but still, it's there's there's three planets everybody remembers from Star Wars. The whole series. Desert, the ice. Desert, forest, ice. What about swamp? Forest. Swamp is different than forest. Not really. Totally. Okay. Yes, but still, it was. Go look at Dagobah. Go look at the moon of Endor. They are very different. And oh my god, I sound like a nerd. 
<coughs> oh. So close getting through that without coughing. Nope, nope. There was yes, just... yes. There was there was a lot of of heavy handed, over the top. Hey, this is a callback to the se- to the the not the sequel to the original. And there's been a lot of good explanation of that too. Of like this is they they almost had to do it because they had to connect it back and they had to make you realize that they can do Star Wars. Yeah, that's the, I I do have to say yes. I kind of agree with that because I remember when we talked about the book Aftermath, which was part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But I was given names and places and everything that was just not related to Star Wars universe. And it felt like, OK, why is this a Star Wars book? Yep. So, yes, we did have, you know, the cast, of, the, 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 the motley crew of cast of characters showing up again, which was there, good. There were still quite a few differences. Yes. So quite it's one of those things where it's like I, it wasn't aftermath where it was just, you know, random stuff. Yeah. But that was the, the movie was just you could have toned it back just a little bit, just a yeah, a smidge back. But but why? Would that have added more by toning it back? I don't know. It's I don't just... think it would have. I think it was I think it was a good amount. I think there will be significantly less of it in uh, the uh next episode one? Eight. eight. Yeah. I think Space Bear, it. I think is what everybody's calling it now. Space Bear? Yeah, I think uh Carrie Fisher tweeted a picture or something from the the set. Okay. And her dog is on a uh, chair, and it says uh, Episode uh, 8, Space Bear. Yaw. But I think for for this one, they had to make those callbacks. Yeah. But I, there was just so much of it that was just the stuff with Finn and the stuff with Ray. It's just like, I don't know you can fly like that. I didn't know either. What the... I've never really flown this thing before, yet somehow I'm able to make it dance like a frickin' ballerina. Cause force. It, to literally quote Han Solo, that's not how the force works. <laughs> to literally quote the movie. Yep. It's not this magical thing that can make you, you know... Precog? Yes, yeah, suddenly, you know... Uh, the force is totally... And this is canon, the force is totally giving you precog. I, well, yeah, I know that. Sorry, I had to step back. But just, you know, you have to learn how to use the Force. Somehow Ray is so good at the Force, she can learn how to mentally control people just because it was done to her? Uh, it wasn't even done to her. Yeah, because he didn't even... He, he saw some things from her vision. He saw mm-hmm. the island, he saw the water, and yep. then she just locked him out. It's just like... Yep. Whoa. Very strong Force users. Yeah, damn. What's the title of the movie, Andy? The Force Awakens, yes. Okay, let's let's just keep that in mind. I think the movie certainly had its flaws. And I, I can, I do I can honestly that. say there were there were some funny bits, like the original Star Wars series, where you have those lines. Yep. Like, why don't we take that? That? That's a piece of garbage. Yep. Garbage will do. Garbage will do. Do you have a do you have a trash compactor in here? Yep. I know just the place. Do you know that uh in no scene is Ray saved by a male character? You're thinking through the entire movie right now. Yes, no, I'm literally going through the entire movie in my yep. head. In not a single scene is she saved by a male character. Male characters help her. Yeah. But there isn't a single scene where she's actually outright saved by a male character. Here's the other question I have. Do you think C-3PO had any point in the movie? No. They just literally brought him back to bring him back. Yes. Yeah. I don't get the red arm. Well, that's supposedly in one of the comics. Is It's explained why he has a red arm. It's one of those things where it's kind of like, hey, if you want to learn more, check out all the other Star Wars properties we have. It's called paint. Like they, they could have painted it gold. Um, yeah. The explanation for R2 being, like, dormant was stupid. The further explanation that came out after the movie came out was also stupid. The concept of needing a map was stupid. Yeah, there's there was a lot of dumb things that were in that movie. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Starkiller base. Boom. There's another heavy-handed smack. Yes, Andy. It was intentional. <laughs> I know. It's not like a... Hey, why don't we just make it again? No, they they thought about that long and hard. Yeah. My problem with Starkiller Base is not that, oh no, they made a giant spherical death weapon again. My problem is, if you're the First Order, and you are making this giant base, and you have a mission-critical system, like a containment unit for a star, then why don't you have a second one? Maybe you can only have, you know, the one. No. I don't know. Then you go back to the drawing board and you say, we need a redundant system here. 
Here's my thought on this thing here. So, you know, the, the X-Wings were flying down the trench uh-huh. towards this thing there. Why were there laser cannons in that trench? I don't remember that scene with enough detail. They were laser cannons in there. It's like, wh- why would you put a laser cannon there? Why? Just because there were laser cannons in the trench on the Death Star? I don't remember that scene in enough detail to say why. God, and all the stuff with uh, the captain, Captain Fan Phantasm. Not Phantasm. Phasma. Phasma. Yes, thank you. Oh, we're like, oh, yeah, badass, you know, female stormtrooper, rock on. And then... Nothing. Nothing. She is probably coming back pretty hardcore in the sequel. Or she's dead. Or she's dead. Because she was supposedly put in a trash compactor on a base that blew up. Yep. So she's probably dead. Yep. So I have seen the movie twice. Am I going to see it again? Probably not. Am I going to get it on theater? Am I going to get it on Blu-ray once the trilogy comes out? Maybe. I don't know. I that would be a question for Kate. I'd love to get Kate's opinion on the thing as well. Just just, because I it's one of those things where it's like I just couldn't see what everybody was so, you know, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God about it. So I wasn't, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was actually rendered speechless at the end of the movie when the credits came up. I couldn't speak, not because it was so good. It, it, it's a good movie. It's not that good a movie, but just because of the the emotions that I had and and the overwhelming feelings that I was experiencing. Yeah, that was the other thing that I wanted to make sure that I because if you're watching it opening weekend at an IMAX theater, you're filled you're surrounded by the super fans, mm-hmm. the people who, you know, are paying the the uptick money. Yep, the premium. The premium price to go see it in IMAX. They're seeing it opening weekend. Yep. So you, you got the people who were like, when Star Wars came up on the screen, they cheered and they clapped. And, yep. you know, first sight of the Millennium Falcon, people were like, yeah. Yep. Did not experience that, but okay. Yeah, no, the second time I saw it, there was maybe, a, granted, I do have to say, though, going to see that still two months after it comes out and still having about a dozen people in the theater with you. Yep. That's got some staying power. But, I don't know. It looked good. It was a decent sci-fi space movie. Is it going to win Best Picture? No. No. Is no. it going to potentially win uh, costume design or special effects? Maybe. Maybe. But that's just because it's got a of, shot. That's because of ILM and right and that and group. Yeah. John Williams. John Will- Yeah, the John Williams score. I do have to say though, just hearing those music that that just gives you how well John Williams did that score where you hear those musical cues yep. of the Leia theme of the, you know, the, the Luke theme, you hear those little bits in there and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So can I, I will, I will agree. This is the best star Wars film since the original trilogy. That's, yeah, that's hands down. That's, do. that's yeah, that's, uh, that's perfect. So, okay. I don't know what else to say about this. Yeah. I, it, I was very glad as, as relieved was the, the end, the emotion that I had at the end of the movie was relief and gratitude. Yeah, no, I can see that, yes. And I love the theory, it it is not yet confirmed, that the first lines in the movie, the first line in the movie, is the apology to the fans. (laughs) I could see that, yeah. This will begin to make things right. All right, random topic. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite Buddhist holiday? Are, Are there Buddhist holidays? Uh, Buddhist holidays. Here we go. Oh, wait. So the, here's here's my question. Are there Buddhist holidays or are there Buddhist holy days? This is the list of holidays celebrated within the Buddhist tradition. What do we got here? Buddha's birthday. Yep. Uh, another Buddha's birthday. First teaching on the full moon day of the eight lunar month. Observance days. The Burmese tradition is Buddha went to, to heaven to teach his mother. Ah. Uh, Okay. The hol- the plowing festival, the elephant festival, the festival of the tooth, ancestor day. I do not have a favorite Buddhist holiday. I didn't even know there were Buddhist holidays. Until yeah, until right now I was not familiar that there were indeed Buddhist holidays. There are some pretty impressive parades and floats for some of these holidays though. I'm going to Buddhanet.net where they talk about the Buddhist ceremonies, festivals, and special days. It's a three-day festival. Uh, astrological passage. Coincides with the rising of Aries in the astrological chart. It's, a lot of these are like New Year's. 
I, I'm going to go with the Festival of the Tooth, right? Okay. So first off, there is a great temple which was built specifically to hold a relic of the Buddha, his okay. tooth. The tooth can never be seen because it is kept deep inside many caskets. Yep. But once a year in August, on the night of the full moon, there is a special procession, procession for the tooth. Cool. People have a holiday to or celebrate Buddha's tooth. Buddha's tooth. I might go with that one because that one is, first off, there's actually a temple that's housing his tooth. Yep. Second off, people actually, you know, don't can't actually see the tooth because, you know, it's locked away. Locked away from view. But once a year, every year, they hold a parade for, for the, the tooth. tooth. So I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Oh, this is quite a parade. I'm looking at uh, pictures from the Tooth Relic Parade. I'm going to go with Visak, which is Buddha's birthday. There's some pretty badass parades around the world. Yeah, I could see that as well. All right, I'm going with the Festival of the Tooth. You're going with... Wait, which of Buddha's birthdays are you the, going with? Visak. Visak? All right. Yep. Okay. Right. That is a... Was that a Hansowitz one? Yes, that was a... God you didn't have Aaron. to ask. I really Let me look at the list. How many of them are? How many of them are not Hanswitz ones? Uh, Let's go to my Google Drive. They don't have it open. Go to my Google Drive. Come on, Google, work with me here. Random topics. There were twelve random topics on the list. Uh, I rolled a natural one actually on this one. At least it got it out of the way. Hans, Hans, not Hans. Hans, Hans, not Hans. Hans, 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 not Hans. Facebook. Okay. So that's not Hansy also. So yep. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of the twelve. Okay. Are Hans questions. Cool. Which will now be seven out of eleven. Yep. After this week. Until uh no, yeah, it's gonna be the twenty second, so we should be getting another batch of Hansowitz questions showing up shortly. So Yep. Yeah. All right. I guess uh, that's a wrap then. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.